Hey, Joey Mills here with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network, bringing you guys another bonus episode. This time around, I am joined on the phone by Will James. He is uh, a buddy, a contributor over at geekdad.com with me. Uh, He's a fantastic cosplayer. If you haven't been following him online, you will be by the end of this interview, I'm sure. Uh, And he also recently was able to parlay his love of cosplay and prop making into a job on an indie sci-fi film called Prospect, which is, it opened last weekend, but it continues, you know how these indie films work, they continue to open in a a few more theaters every week until they get their big uh, wide release. So we are talking tonight about a little bit of everything, a little bit of cosplay, a little bit of his influences growing up and what he's looking uh, looking forward to and hopes to build someday and his experiences working on the set and behind the scenes at Prospect. So have a listen, enjoy. Here is my conversation this evening with Will James. All right, I am joined on the phone by Will James, who among his other credits, he is a fellow contributor over at Geek Dad, which is kind of how we know each other in a way. We haven't actually met face to face yet, but I'm sure we'll take care of that in the near future. Uh, But the reason we're talking is because his love of cosplay, he has flipped that into a gig recently, uh, making props for the indie sci-fi film Prospect, which continues to open in more and more theaters uh, as they roll that out. I know they're opening uh, a few more screens this week after debuting last weekend. Uh, So first of all, Will, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with me this evening. How are you? I'm doing really great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So what's it like to have your own IMDB page now? Uh, (laughs) Pretty surreal. Um, Yeah, it's just, it was really uh, cool to to have that. And once it, once they set up the movie page and, and add you, then you can go in and like start tweaking your bio and your profile and stuff. So it's pretty cool to have an IMDB page. Absolutely. Well, for those who aren't familiar with you, tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, kind of when and where you grew up, what your influences were, and how all of that has brought you to where you are today. So I was born and raised in Southern California uh, and then moved to Seattle about seven years ago. So now I live in Seattle. Um, My big influences growing up were probably... Uh, my biggest ones were Transformers, Star Wars, G.I. Joe, and Star Trek, uh, and video games. Um, and when I was a kid, I actually used to do model kits all the time. And um, I, my my big build when I was like 10 years old, maybe a little bit older than that, was uh, the Enterprise 1701D from The Next Generation. And I had like always dreamed of making stuff for movies. I was like, oh, I want to make cool models like this for TV and movies. Um, and so, and then now, of course, I, I got to do it finally many years later. Um, but yeah, I, I, um, a few years back, I guess about five years now when my son was born is when I first started really getting, uh, into costuming and prop making, uh, as a thing to do with him. And then, uh, I lost my, I got laid off from my company that I'd worked at in IT for 12 years and decided to try and make it into a full-time thing. Very cool. So what are, like you said, you've been doing this for about five years or off and on, and I've seen a lot of your photos in various places on social media and then uh, at Geek Dad on the Slack and in some of the posts. What are some of the favorite outfits that you've either put together yourself or that you've seen on others? Because I know 
not only are you doing this for yourself, but it, the cosplay has taken you to different conventions, doing different, you know, judging on cosplay contests. And so, so what are some of the favorites that you've, that you've put together and that you've seen others? Uh, so probably my, of my own, my favorites, um, one of my, my favorite Studio Ghibli movie is Princess Mononoke. Right. And the first costume that I made for myself from scratch was Ashitaka from that. And I, I've won a costume contest with that. And it's one of those costumes that, um, because now that movie is, I think it's 20 years old now, um, when I go to conventions, a lot of people don't recognize it. The people who do recognize it really love it, which right. is just it's nice to have that, like you get that in recognition from, from the real, the, the, the people who are really invested in really big fans of that. Um, the other, the other two, uh, Sirius Black, which, you know, he's, he's the best character from Harry Potter. And so, um, I really love doing that one. Uh, people really love him. And then, um, one of my more recent ones is Loki. And I, I made the Thor Ragnarok costume from scratch as well. Um, and that's a fun one to wear because again, everybody loves Loki. He's one of those lovable bad guys, right. uh, which is which is fun. And um, as far as yeah, I mean, I've been to so many cons and I've done judging and guesting at cons. Um, gosh, I, I've seen thousands of costumes. Uh, trying to pick something that I've seen that other people have made that's my favorite. Um, I, well, some of my favorites that I've seen, there are some really amazing Transformers. Yeah. Going back to that being one of my one of my influences, um, there have I've seen some really amazing Transformer builds that just blow me away. Uh, those big robot builds. I've seen some pictures of some big Gundam builds, which um, I just I just love big robots. So any of those big robot builds are, are usually like some of my favorites. I wonder how those people get around on the con floor sometimes <laughs> because I've been the guy that scowled and then thought, oh well, actually that was pretty cool. <laughs> so yeah, it's sometimes they're just they pretty much I've seen some where people literally just pick a spot and then you know climb into this and stand there and get their picture taken all day and that's all they do. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about now you have, you know, you've done the cosplay for a while now. I know I've seen some of the props you've recreated from different films and stuff. So how do you turn that into a job on the art department for a film? How, how does that come together? Is that something that you apply for that, or is it something that where somebody asks you, Hey, I've seen some of your work. We'd love to get you involved. How does it all kind of come together or how did it come together uh, for prospect? So it's it's kind of funny, you know, like I said, it's it's kind of been my dream job for as long as I can remember, really. And, you know, people always talk about like getting in the entertainment industry. A lot of it is like being in the right place in the right time and luck and, and all this stuff. And, you know, as somebody until recently who was in the industry, that's the kind of thing that you don't want to believe because you want to believe that there's like a path you can follow to get in. Right. And like once you if you do these things, you can get in. Um, but so what happened is. um there's a local makerspace here in Seattle that invited a bunch of the local, uh, more well-known cosplayers and prop makers to do like a meetup at their makerspace. Uh, and so we, there were like five of us that they invited to come and just kind of do a show and tell. And then there are probably about 30 or 40 people there. Uh, and we did just show and tell for a bunch of people and, you know, people got to ask questions about how we make stuff. And, um, one of the other makers, um, he, videotaped the or he he took a video of everything on his phone and then put it on his youtube channel and a couple of months later i got an email out of nowhere saying hey 
Uh, I'm the producer for a local indie sci-fi film. We saw the video on YouTube that this other guy posted, and we're reaching out to the makers that we saw in the video. And um, I came to find out that they had originally planned on going to that meetup, but they ended up not making it. And so then they, they went and tracked down the video from the meetup. And since they saw the stuff that we had on display, they reached out to a couple of us, uh, myself and one other guy who also is a prop maker and, and cosplayer, also ended up doing some of the stuff on the movie. Um, they, they asked me to come in and I was like, sure, I'll come in. And I made a portfolio for the first time in my life to bring in and like show them work. And um, a couple of things that I put in my portfolio were some of the things that they had seen on my website, and which is why they had reached out to me in the first place. And I went in and talked to them for about an hour and they were like, hey, can you like come back next week and start working on stuff? And so it was really just out of nowhere being in the right place at the right time. What was the day-to-day experience like as far as, you know, making the different props and, and everything that you went through? Just, I, I can imagine that it was, it had its ups and downs, but it feels like if it's just a small group like that, that you were probably pretty busy the whole time. Yeah. So, um, so they had, uh, temporarily, or they had leased a, I guess, uh, I just found this out recently. It's a where it was a warehouse here in Seattle, but I guess it used to be an old shipbuilding warehouse. Um, so it was really tall and big and just this big open space and they converted it into um, a, a pre-production studio. So we had wardrobe people that are making costumes, they had prop makers, they had um, the the artists doing like creating an alphabet and graphic design and um, they had set up a CNC machine. And so they actually were building sets and props and everything all in this warehouse and we actually built and set up a couple of the sets uh, because once pre-production was over, the warehouse converted to our soundstage. Right. Um, but so like day to day, it was coming in and there I, I worked on some props. And I also worked on some of the uh, like final detailing and, and painting and weathering and stuff on some of the sets that were in there. So I would come in and it would be, uh, hey, you know, can you go and like do some bed dressing over here? Um, oh, we need this new prop thing. And it was the, the amazing thing about the environment was how collaborative everything was. So one of one of my I guess, specialties or the thing, one of the things I'm really well known for is is my finish work. Right. And so a lot of stuff would be cut out on the CNC out of like just like MDF. So someone would design it, it would get all laser cut and assembled and be like, hey, here's this thing that looked like plain wood, make it look like a metal box that's been in a space freighter for 50 years. Right. Um, that kind of thing. And so in my day-to-day work, normally I'm doing everything, you know, from scratch. So it was kind of interesting to have that kind of transition where it was like, here's a thing that's already built and we just want you to paint it and make it look a certain way. Um, there were some things that I also got to make from scratch, which was nice. The working on sets was was the thing that at first was kind of hard for me to wrap my brain around. Um, coming from my original background of doing like scale modeling and then going to prep making, you kind of learn that a lot of skills transfer over. It's just a matter of scaling up how to do them. Right. And so I had to, and then going from, you know, like something that fits in your hands to, oh, I have to weather and detail the inside of a space space freighter that's two stories tall um it's it uh, it was kind of amazing once it clicked in my head that 
a lot of the same techniques that I use are exactly the same techniques you use on this, just have to do it on a bigger scale. So instead of like a little paintbrush and a paper towel, it was let's drench this towel in paint and slap it all over the place inside, you know, the space freighter to, to put dirt on the walls and stuff. Um, and then once we switched over to production, most of the pre-production st- staff um, kind of went away and they, they, they moved into production and then near the end of production, there were a couple of things that we did that were on location and in the soundstage locally. And they got a bunch of us prop makers and costume makers that had worked in pre-production to come back. So I actually got to work for about two weeks during actual shooting, which was pretty cool, too. Very cool. So that was your first time on behind the scenes and on set. What was your favorite experience from this whole process from the whole the, from the project and that can be something you worked on that can be something you saw you know maybe you saw the dailies and like wow that that really popped maybe it's the catering i don't know but whatever <laughs> it is to you what was the the one experience that just that sticks with you as man that was that was cool so i, I actually know the answer for this and it's it's a it's a two-part answer but it, it's the same instance so one day some of us got invited to come in to um, just fix some stuff during production while they were shooting in the soundstage, but we couldn't work on anything while they were shooting. So they basically wanted us to start after the shoot day was over. So they said, oh, yeah, I need to come in around like 5 p.m. And so we got there and they were still shooting. So the, those of us who were there got to just kind of stand around and watch. And so I was standing there watching on the monitor and uh, it just happened to be a scene where one of the main actors was using a prop that I made. And so I was just standing there, you know, and like, it's like, okay, bring that over there and give it to him. And, you know, action I'm watching is like seeing something I made, like on, even though it was all that little tiny screen, but just seeing it on screen was like, oh my gosh, that's, I made that. And like, it's on a screen. Um, And then immediately after that, the, so it's this thing, not to to give too much away, but it basically it's this thing that has a hand crank on it. It's like a battery recharger that's like hand powered. So like for traveling and the actor in the scene is really is frustrated and he's trying to charge the batteries for this thing and he's just wailing on this crank and you know it, coming from especially from like a prop costume you know cosplay background <laughs> really, um, it doesn't go that hard <laughs> you don't you don't usually need to make things to survive that kind of like abuse right. And he's just wailing on this thing and it breaks. And I'm like, oh my, like the handle just comes off. And I'm like, so it was like this moment of like, oh, this is the best thing ever. And then like, oh my, I'm a complete failure and I'm (laughs) ruining the shoot and they're never going to want to work with me again. And so he's doing this and it falls apart and like he's like, you know, putting it back together and they, they cut and like they put, we, we fix it and put it back together and action. He does it again really hard and it falls apart again. and And I'm like, Oh my, they're going to be so mad at me. I'm like, I am never going to do this again. And so I go over to um, my boss, who is the, the, the head props guy. And I'm like, do you, do you guys want me to fix it? Forever? He's like, he's like, let me go, let me go out. Let me go talk to the director. And so he goes over there while they're setting back up for the next shot. And he comes back. He's like, no, no, no. He, the actor, he loves it. It's perfect because he's, he's using it and he's doing it on purpose now. And like, he, he loves that it's falling apart because it's just making him, it's more, more authentic to the like, scene, yeah. More to the scene, I'm like, yes, correctness. <laughs> uh, so it, it worked out, and it was just, it was really cool. That's awesome. So transitioning back from the movie to the cosplay stuff, because um, I know that's a passion. 
what are you currently working on? Is there a convention that you've got circled on the calendar that you're like, I've got something I'm going to debut here? What are you? What, what kind of mode are you in right now? So the the last like normal convention of the season for me was just last weekend. So the next big convention that I have where I'm doing like cosplay stuff isn't until Emerald city, which is in March. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is a con coming up in December. That's a local con. It's, per, it's the first year of this con. It's a, it's basically a Harry Potter themed convention. It's like four days of just Harry Potter stuff. Okay. And I'm one of the guests there or one of the performer guests there. So I'm going to be serious black all weekend at the con, like interacting with guests and things. That's cool. Um, but for Emerald city comic con, I have three costumes that I'm working on. Um, some of them are secret, but one that is I've, I've talked about online a little bit is I found some randomly going through Pinterest, which is very <laughs> bad for cosplayers. Right. I found this artist who does a bunch of um, transformer mashups and like uh, human, like basically making anthropomorphic, like humanized transformers. Right. Uh, but he did this whole series of basically Marvel transformer mashups. And there's this Loki Starscream. And so I, I like doing Loki. And it's one of those things where, like, I saw it and it was like, oh, that's perfect because Loki and Starscream are basically the same character in their universes. Exactly. And so I put together or I'm trying to put together a group of people that want to do these Marvel Transformer mashups. So I'm doing a, a, a Loki Starscream mashup costume. That'll be probably my biggest of the ones that I'm doing for Emerald City. That is awesome. I know we've got a few folks on our weekly shows that we do on the regular that are interested in getting into cosplay. They're still, you know, they're taking that first step into it. What advice can you give either them or anyone listening as far as they're thinking about getting into it? They're not sure they haven't pulled the trigger yet. What advice would you give to the, to the newbie that's wanting to get into cosplay? So one of the things that I always tell people, and I, and this is, I think, one of the biggest barriers to entry for a lot of people is don't be afraid to screw up whatever you're making. Um, especially if you're making like props or armor. If you start with something like foam floor mats, which is pretty popular, a lot of people make a lot of stuff out of foam, especially armor. Right. It's really cheap. And you know, if you make some mistakes, you're going to learn something and you're not wasting a lot of money. There are, you know, there are more expensive materials that people use, but if you start making something with like foam or even just a cheap fabric, if you want to sew something, if the material cost isn't a lot, you know, it's okay to screw up a little bit and you'll learn something and you'll improve and then you'll make something better the next time. Like it's that, that initial fear of not making something really great the first time that I think stops a lot of people from getting into it. Yeah. Um, you know, there's lots of great tutorials and stuff. I do YouTube videos. I make patterns uh, and blueprints on things. So if there's something that somebody wants to make, that I've made before, you know, I, I offer that. And there's just a ton of great YouTube channels and stuff that have tutorials on how to make stuff too. So if someone's interested in following you specifically online, where can they find you as far as your social media website, uh, YouTube channel, all that stuff? So the, probably the, my, my website is Billy, the brick but I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Uh, I have an Etsy store. I have a Patreon, um, you know, all the things. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's Billy the Brick on almost all of those. Billy the Brick cosplay on Facebook, but everything else is just that Billy the Brick. What's Billy the Brick? I mean, Billy, obviously from Bill, <laughs> but what's the Brick? Um, so the, the shortened version is that many, many years ago... Um, I was 
so my friends used to call me Billy in college. So that was that was kind of where the Billy came from. Right. Uh, because my mom called me that growing up. And so a couple of my friends got wind of that and then started calling <laughs> me that more as a joke. But um, but I was doing some some home improvement a l- long time ago. And there was just to very quickly sum it, sum it up. There was a pigeon that was injured <laughs> and uh, need, was was past saving and needed to be put out of its misery. And there was a brick handy in the garden. <laughs> All right. We'll leave it to the listeners' yeah. imaginations from that point. Yeah. So you've done you know, podcasts, I know. You've done interviews, I know, before. What is the one question that either you haven't been asked and you wish someone would ask you? Or what is the question that if you were here in my spot tonight talking to you, what would you ask? Um, that is a very good question. <laughs> um. Uh, people are usually really good at asking me good questions. Um, I mean, I guess uh, this one doesn't get asked very often, but I do like talking about it, which is um, what is like your dream build uh-huh. to make? Um, and I, I kind of alluded to it earlier, but my my kind of my my dream build is one of those big robot builds. Like I would love to do a Transformers or a Gundam or even a Macross. I my like my dream dream idea is um, I'm a big Macross fan, and what I want to do is m- not only make one of those big robot builds, but make it so that I can get out of it and I'll and I'd be wearing the pilot the, yeah, uniform gonna, yeah. with the helmet. <laughs> yeah. So that way it's like a dual costume, the big robot and the character all in one. That would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I would take figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I appreciate you taking the time to talk again this evening. Uh, for those who can see it, Prospect opens again in additional theaters this weekend, and I'm sure it will continue to open. And folks can find you online again at Billy the Brick. Bill, try that again, Billy the Brick Cosplay dot com. Will, I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me tonight. Thanks a lot for having me. Absolutely, I will catch you online somewhere down the road. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>